This Sunday has been uh, dubbed Good Shepherd Sunday. All the readings and so forth kind of deal with that. And so it's appropriate that we reflect on why do we call Jesus our Good Shepherd? So he refers to us as his sheep and he says, My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. So through this statement, we see that Jesus makes it clear that he isn't talking about saving us from earthly perils, but rather he promises us eternal life. Otherwise, we, we wouldn't have any martyrs, we wouldn't have any people who have gone through difficulties, because uh, if, if that were true, that, that none of those things would happen to us, then his words would not be true. So what does it mean? What does Jesus promise to do for his sheep? My sheep hear my voice, he says, they follow me, I give them eternal life. Jesus promises eternal life to us if we follow him, if we listen to his words, listen to his voice. And he doesn't promise that we won't have earthly trials or perils or struggles. He doesn't promise to take away our personal challenges and difficulties. There's certainly a sense where we can have a freedom in front of these things by trusting in Jesus, by following Jesus gives us that, that ability to trust in God and say, okay, Lord, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I trust that you will bring me through uh, eventually to eternal life. If we look at the lives of the saints, we see again and again that it's through their struggles often that their saintliness becomes evident. It's through their trials, through their difficulties, that they become closer and more united to Jesus. Think of St. Teresa of Avila or St. John of the Cross, would we know anything about them if they hadn't struggled to reform the Carmelite order? Or how about St. Thomas More or St. Thomas Becket, these men who resisted the civil authorities who were trying to usurp the church's authority here on earth? Jesus promises that his sheep will attain eternal life. If they follow him, if they listen to his voice, then they will, then they will reach those heavenly uh, goals. So this is a different message. It's a different message than a promise of worldly security. And we might ask a question, is, is this enough for us? Is it enough for Jesus to attain an earthly following if he doesn't promise us uh, freedom from all these earthly concerns? Jesus is our good shepherd. He gives us direction. He gives us order. He gives us a teaching to follow. And most of all, he calls us to be in relationship with him, to follow him, to be his, his friends. It can be very easy, I think, to make our own idea of what it is to be a follower of Jesus. It can be easy to create our own nuanced form of Catholicism when people claim to follow Jesus, to be good practicing Catholics, but fundamentally disregard or reject the authority of Christ, which is his church. Are they really listening to his voice? Are they really following? We'd have to ask. Jesus is our shepherd. To follow him, then, is to accept that... He is our Lord. We have to listen to him. We have to follow what he, what he taught, what he teaches through his voice, the church. And when we find ourselves struggling with that or in conflict with that, we have to wrestle with that. We have to struggle to lay down our will, put aside our desires, rather than conveniently picking and choosing those things that we prefer and rejecting those things that we don't prefer. In the early days of Christianity, we see Paul and Barnabas and the others who are sharing the good news and they too experienced challenges and rejection very often when they preached the message of Jesus. Like in today's first reading from Acts, we see that the Jewish leaders were filled with jealousy 
and with violent abuse contradicted what Paul had said. Now, unfortunately, I think the Christian message is often perceived as a threat to our freedom. People see it as a, as a you know, we have to surrender our wills and, and let go of um, our freedoms. But truly, when we follow Jesus, it's actually our freedoms become more protected and enriched. Instead of the good news, people often feel that it's a restrictive news or upsetting. In its truest form, though, Christianity has ever been an invitation, an invitation to freedom in Christ. When we meet these, this resistance, when we talk about Jesus or proclaim Jesus, we shouldn't be overly concerned, right? He's, he's always there. He's always inviting us to know him, to follow him. It's an invitation, but at times people are going to reject that, and we, we shouldn't be overly worried about that. If the greatest saints experienced this challenge, if they experienced in their lives the, the rejection of the gospel, the rejection of, of his preaching and teaching, then should we expect anything different? Especially in today's world. Again, we shouldn't take it personally when we meet with resistance to the message of the gospel. People are free, and they must be free. That's part of Christianity, right? It has to be a free choice. We might consider Paul's response to those who rejected his preaching of Jesus. He says, It was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first, but since you reject it, and condemn yourselves as unworthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us, I have made you a light to the Gentiles that you may be an instrument of salvation to the ends of the earth. Strong words from Paul today. In our modern context, we might ask, who are the Gentiles? There are many people who historically have been Christian who are maybe turning away from Christ or rejecting the basic tenets of the Christian faith. And there's not a lot we can do about that, right? There's not a lot of things we can do to change somebody's mind. There are always going to be people who are ready to receive the gospel and those who will reject it. Not because we have worked hard to make it happen, but because the Lord has moved their hearts. The Holy Spirit has come into their lives and opened them to receive. And so in those times, they're going to receive if, if we can share the good news with them. So the Gentiles then are those who follow Jesus and are willing to be shepherded by him. The Christian message, when authentically preached, when lived and witnessed to, can stand on its own. We don't need to prop it up on its, uh, some kind of way that, to make it more attractive. It's, it's, it's attractive on its own. So we have to continue to share that good news of Jesus. Like the sower of the seed, we scatter the, scatter the seed of the good news on the different soils, and we trust that the Lord will open hearts in time. People will respond if they see, as they see fit, and if those who want to follow him are looking for help, that's our role. That's our role to be there, to help them, to assist them, to speak about Jesus, to share our own stories. And for the others who maybe are not ready yet, we have to patiently wait until the Lord opens their hearts. In today's world, many people misunderstand the invitation of what it means to follow Jesus. It's not an attack on those who reject the Christian lifestyle. It's not a judgment against those who aren't living the Christian life. It's rather an invitation to encounter Jesus Christ, to have our lives transformed. This is what drove the message of the early church. And this is what continues to work in our own time. They invited people to discover a new way of life, to have hope for a life after death, 
with a God who loves them. While a true Christian lifestyle is not compatible with many choices that people make in this world, and it's not meant to be an angry judgment on those people, instead it's an understanding and a recognition that to follow Jesus, to follow Christ, is to be open to a way of seeing. To be one of his sheep is a greater value in the short term and the long term than the freedom to engage in worldly-minded living, earthly pleasures and preferences. Following Christ entails a sacrifice. Yes, yes it does. And it and entails that moving to a new way of seeing, a new way of living. But what we gain is, in being one of his sheep is a far greater benefit. Each of us is a potential sheep. Each of us is a potential son and daughter of God. And so when we go through our lives, we're going to have to wrestle with this, right? Do I want to be a follower of Jesus? Do I want to give my life to him? Do I want to surrender in those areas where I'm struggling? And most of us, that's going to be an ongoing thing. We're going to struggle with that all our lives long, one day at a time, one, one battle at a time. And we have to just keep asking for that day-to-day -day grace. So today, we can renew that call to follow Jesus, to have him be our shepherd, and invite him to lead us and to guide us.